0: And so now it is my great pleasure to introduce our speaker for this day, someone who did set his clock appropriately, and has a very inspiring message for us today, Reverend Dr. Patrick Cameron.
1: Good morning. I grabbed one of Carrie Day's CDs, they're back there in a little box, back to my left. It says Immaculate Night, and uh, there's 14 songs on here, and there's a little sign on the box that says, pay what you will. So, um... I don't think there's enough for everybody back there, but let's see if we can raise the thousand dollars for those last 10 CDs she has. (laughs) Anyway. All right. Thank you. Stefan is going to accompany me on in this very room. And so if you'd like to stand and sing with me, please feel free. And if not, stay seated and we'll say a prayer.
0: To walk through our every fear Oh, Spirit One Spirit Is in this very room In this very
1: What I know in this moment is there's one life, one power, one infinite divine intelligence in and through and as all of life. In recognizing that, I claim my oneness with it. In this moment, as I choose it, it chooses me, and I know that I am shifted and changed in in perhaps minute ways, but the ways that show up in the trajectory and the outpouring of my efforts, my energy upon this planet. And so as I live and move and have my being in that, in that deep abiding relationship with that that core of being at my center from my heart. I know that my life is blessed in every good way. I call forth the the blessings in my life right here and right now and offering this to you as well, knowing that every good thing necessary for you and I to take the next step on our journey is made clear as I decide and move forward. I am resourced in every good way. For this, I give thanks, knowing that everyone is supported on their journey unconditionally absolutely pressed down and overflowing this is my knowing this is the impress I impress impress upon this infinite nature of creativity knowing it is already done in the mind of the one celebrating that in gratitude and appreciation for music for word for the opportunity to hug to laugh to share our light to share our truth and to receive all the blessings that pour themselves into our experience I give thanks and together we say and so it is all right thank you Stefan. all righty so we've been using um, or I have been using and, and been sharing with you some ideas inspired by Raymond Charles Barker a book it's a wonderful classic if you don't have it in your um, and, and the ones in the bookstore are green and white they're not this is an older copy that I've had for a number of years it's actually my second or third copy Of uh, the power of decision by Dr. Raymond Charles Barker. And Dr. Barker was a contemporary of Ernest Holmes. And in the chapter that I've been using in the book is called The Power of Decision. The chapter that I'm referring to today is indecision. And as Barker says, indecision is a decision. He said, at every success motivated mind has been a decisive mind. It takes as much hard mental work to fail as it does to succeed. I would disagree. I think it takes a lot more energy to fail. Because then there's all the fallout of the failure afterwards and the, and the, the, the mourning and the sorrow and the pain that goes on. That's we can, that been my experience anyway. Success, I used to go, oh, that was great, let's get on to the next thing, yeah. <clears throat> but when you fail, oh my gosh. Whew. Let me tell you my story. So how you think and feel, as Barker says, determines your place in life. How you think and how you feel determines your place in life. All the ideas you need and, I love this, all the ideas that you and I need reveal themselves in right order and sequence once you've arrived at a decision. Once we make up our minds, once we get clear about this is my direction, if we're we're familiar with the conversation, because there's a conversation at depth, available to all of us and many times uh, my experience has been it took me years and years and years to decipher what that voice sounded like because it's not a it's not a a voice many times but it is a feeling it's a confirmation and so how do I create that discernment how do I have the practices in my life that allow me to filter out my egoic nature when I know that I'm forcing things or trying to manipulate things it's got to be a certain way that's what I love about our prayer work. It's this or something better. It's a wonderful story that I didn't share in the first uh, service. So don't tell anybody if you see them from first service. Let me share with you. So I have a little more room to, 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 to share. Not a lot. I mean, last week we went a couple hours. Ah, <clears throat> Not really. But there's a wonderful story that I think illustrates um, making a decision and then paying attention and it's inspired by a book called Great by Choice by Jim Collins. And one of the examples he uses in the book, and he wrote um, uh, Good to Great a number of years ago about having such a big audacious goal in your life that, that, that it, it, it forces us to grow and stretch, This is exactly what we teach. We're, here, we're not here to live from small-mindedness. We're here to live and to continue to grow and to continue to stretch into the, the people that we were um, asked to be when we, we incarnated on this planet. So the book is, once again... Great by Choice by Jim Collins, because you'll ask me, it's not in the bookstore. But power of decision is, and that's what I'm talking about today. But he uses an example in the chair, in early in the book, he says, Are you Admondson or Scott? Now, Admondson and Scott were two explorers that decided they were going to go to the South Pole in 1911. And so, what Admondson did to prepare for this is he um, he was an interesting fellow. He decided that prior to this, and probably before he even had the idea, in 1899, he decided he wanted to get his sailing master certificate. He lived in Norway, and he could do that in Spain. So what he did is he went from Norway to Spain. The way he got from Norway to Spain is he didn't take a train, he didn't take a car, he didn't take an, uh, any form of transportation. He bicycled the whole way. He rode his bike from Norway to Spain. It's about 2,000 miles. Edmondson then experienced, then he experimented because he thought I might be shipwrecked one day. He experimented with eating raw dolphin meat to see if he could live on that. because He thought, you know, I might be shipwrecked, I might be surrounded by dolphins, let's test this out. <clears throat> as part of Edmondson's years of building a foundations for his quest, he would train his body. He learned as much as possible from practical experiences about what actually worked. He went and lived with Eskimos because he, he knew he wanted to go to the South Pole. He went to live with Eskimos and he observed how Eskimos lived. And he, he watched how they moved because they moved slowly so they wouldn't sweat because sweat freezes in that environment. And they wore loose clothes and he learned how to work with the dogs and he learned how to take care of himself and how to build shelter. And he spent a long time with them. He, what his philosophy was is you don't wait until you're in an unexpected storm to discover that you need more strength and endurance. You don't wait until you're shipwrecked to determine if you can eat raw dolphin. You don't wait until you're on an Antarctic journey to become a super skier and a dog handler. You prepare with intensity all the time so that when conditions turn against you, you can draw from a deep reservoir of strength. And equally, you prepare so that when conditions turn in your favor, you can strike hard. Now, his, his contemporary, his competition was a fellow by the name of Robert Falcon Scott. And he was a bit of a contrast. But he also wanted to make, be the first to get to the South Pole. He decided, <clears throat> he didn't go live with Eskimos. He didn't train. But he decided that he would use ponies instead of dogs on the South Pole. He decided that he would, that he would use a, um, motor sleds. I guess they were an early form of um, snowmobile. But he didn't realize in those conditions they froze immediately and the blocks cracked and they were useless. The ponies sweated and the, then their coats would get wet and then they would freeze. So they were, they were down to hauling everything by hand. What, uh, what Admondson did is he systematically built enormous buffers for unforeseen events. He set supply depots, he placed 20 black pennants easy to see against the white snow, in precise increments for miles on either side, giving him a target more than 10 kilometers wide in case he got slightly off course, coming back in a storm. To accelerate segments of his return, he marked his path every quarter of a mile with packing cases, remnants, and every eight miles with black flags hoisted upon bamboo poles. His contemporary, his competition, Scott, in contrast, put a single flag on his primary depot and left no markings on his path. Long story, he said, Odbundsen carried enough extra supplies to miss every single depot and still have enough left to go over another hundred miles. His competition ran everything dangerously close to his calculations so that missing even one supply depot would bring disaster. Anyway, on and on and on, which I think is an amazing example of, of preparation. Why do we have spiritual practice in our lives? Do you know how many people come to me for prayer support when, they're, when all of a sudden they're their supplies have run out, and they can't find their depot. And they're lost in the wilderness. And it's, it's okay. I'm not pointing fingers at you. But the reason that we have spiritual practice, the reason that I believe that we do the things that we do, the reason that I'm invested in my spiritual practice is so that when the storm comes, I'm better prepared to endure it. So that I've done my preparation. Because life is, have you, have you watched it? There's ups and downs in life. I've noticed that. Our practice requires uh, the D word. It requires discipline. And I always like to say it's discipline that is about devotion. It's not discipline, uh, that mandated, forced, coerced discipline. But it's because the reason that, that, that Carrie has written her, her songs and her CD, I, I'm sure it has come from inspiration, not from a, a sense of manipulation. It's come from inspiration. In the book, Great by Choice... One of the, the characteristics that, that... And so what happened to, to Robert uh, Falcon Scott was that his expedition got to the, um, the South Pole 34 days after Admanson had done all the preparation. And, uh, and there were no cell phones, there were no GPSs, there was no radios, there was nothing to c- communicate back and forth, but they were, his whole group was found frozen to death about uh, a short distance from one of the depots, about 10 miles from one of their supply depots. They didn't make it back. They failed. But it's a, it, it's, a, it's a powerful example about having an idea, making a decision, and then bringing to to fruition the, the skills and the resources that allow us to thrive and to move forward and to be successful. And I'll tell you, I'm sure that Scott used much more energy than Admondson did. What Admondson would do, too, is he understood... He understood about practice, and he understood about the journey. And he said, "We're only going to do so many days. days we're only going to do so many kilometers or miles every day. Once we reach those, we stop." And and so what he because he knew that in order to, to to succeed, they had to stay the course and they had to do so much each day. One day, uh, someone asked Dr. Bitzer in the Hollywood Church of Religious Science what his practice was. He said, "I get up every day and I do my spiritual practice." So we do. It's part of what I do. The commitment. It isn't doing one prayer one time and then deciding that your, your whole life, the whole sum total of your life will be transformed. That's a wonderful idea. It's one of the, the issues I had with the movie The Secret when the one guy said, I've got to go watch it again. But, you know, he, he did a prayer and all of a sudden checks started showing up. Really? I've done prayers and said checks are showing up and there's, I'm still waiting. Although I did get a residual check for acting the other day for... 37 cents. It cost them 84 cents to mail me the check. (laughs) But, another talk. True discipline requires the independence of mind to reject pressures to conform in ways incompatible with values. True discipline requires the independence of mind to reject pressures to conform in ways incompatible with values. So one of the things I love about our co-creation is it's not based on opinion it's based on values. When we talk about teaching living from love what does that mean? Teaching living because everybody's idea it's subjective. My idea of love is not your idea of love. I know that. But how do we but if we value that there's room for everybody to have their value about love. And and so it's the discernment to know how do we take our lives from point of view to value? How do we make a difference in the world? In, in class the other nights there's, and, I, and I love the question because it was one of the things that always stumped me studying our teaching is that we would talk about the subjective nature of spirit and the, and that what Holmes talked about was the love and the law that we choose consciously to make diff, different choices in our lives I choose to use, change my mind and I change it consistently to grow out of that but but if, if but if this If the law just can only say yes, then why is it subjective? Why wouldn't it be objective? If it has no opinion, it just says yes. And the reason Holmes used the term subjective and the example I used the other night in class was that if I have three or four vessels of of liquid up here, I have clear, imagine that there's five-gallon clear buckets up here. And one is clear water, one is blue, one is red, and one is, say, golden. And if I have some fabric... If I have some fabric that I'm going to dunk into either one of these, what it will do is it will absorb that color. If I put it in the white fabric, if I have white fabric and I put it in the blue bucket, the, the fabric will reflect blue. The law is the container, the law is the bucket. The law says, I'll hold whatever you put into me. Whatever you put in here, I will, I will hold. That's why um, Emmett Fox talked about the mental equivalent. What we're here is we're here, here to build a bigger container. And as, our, and as the subjective nature of our consciousness, so let's say blue represents for us resentment. As my resentment, as I, as I do my forgiveness work and I clarify that the waters of the, the subjective nature, it'll shift and change the color, to use that as a metaphor. As our consciousness shifts, the qualities of consciousness changes. And then whatever we put it, then whatever we are praying from becomes our experience. But it's our experience right now. So it's when we pray from small-mindedness, we get small results. So why do spiritual practice? Why do we come together and we have this, this, this discussion? Because all of us, myself included, I'm, I'm interested in a more interesting experience of life. I'm interested in, in making a difference in the world. Someone sent me the movie kovi2012.com. Uh, uh, Have you seen that? Anybody seen it online? I recommend you, you, you watch it. It's a 27-minute video, and it's a story of the invisible children uh, in, in uh, U- Uganda where uh, this, this uh, military lord has terrorized the whole region for years. And he's, he's, he, he's done atrocious things that I'm not going to describe right now. There's a movement afoot through, through social media and this young filmmaker that it went over there, and I saw the three of them on Oprah one time. They said, we're going to change this. So what they did is they've, they've, they've uh, targeted, I think it's 20 policymakers and, and 20 or 12 policymakers and 20 um, people of, of notoriety, people like George Clooney. And what the movement is is to, on April 12th, they're going to spend the night plastering cities all over the world with this guy's picture and bring an end to this in 2012 and i mean this is this is just a wonderful wonderful idea it's an opportunity for all of us to participate in our own hearts and say i don't stand for that what this man has done and and to shine a light on it and say this does not reflect a world that works for everyone and to put, continue to put the, the political and the socioeconomic pressure on this particular individual so that he's brought to justice, that, that right can prevail. Because he's not acting in a good way. He's acting from absolute ignorance. And so to have this movement, this grassroots movement pop up, I mean, it's very inspiring. There's been criticism about his movie, and it's like, why, why would you criticize? I didn't know. I have information now. Now I can work, I can use my prayer work and I can say, you know, I know the right things are happening here. I don't want to see anybody destroyed, but I want to see people that are are perpetuating this idea of lack and and small-mindedness on the planet uh, called on the carpet and said, you can't do this anymore. If it's a world that works for everyone, this is not part of it. So part of our activity is to be able to take a stand with that. I love that. I'm on conversation. I'm on the new board of a Leadership Council. And I said, what are we going to do as an organization around this? How can we support that? We have people within the community doing all kinds of wonderful things. I watched that movie, I Am, with uh, Tom Sadiaak the other day. And in it, they talked to religious leaders. The Dalai Lama is there. And there was one other person I, I don't recall. Oh, Zins, Howard Zins. And he said, all of it starts small. All of the big changes start small. Here's Reverend Connie Phelps right here, working, creating... Collecting resources, she's going to do our closing treatments for us today. She didn't know that till I just told her, but thank you for offering to do that. <laughs> but here she is coming back, she's, got, she's gathering resources to go over to Kenya and teach our teaching. Reverend Tammy Banting has taken off next week, or soon, to go over for seven weeks to work in a, in a, a, a facility in, in Africa. All of it starts with these small, small changes. None of them are small and so it's so important to support this, one another, in a, in our, and it's a reflection of our... See, in this movie, I Am, we are hardwired for cooperation. We have two, we have two things in our, uh, that are alive on the planet. One is competition, and one is cooperation. And what Desmond Tutu says in the movie, in the movie, I Am, by Tom Sadiac, he says that, that when we cooperate, there's such a great sense of joy because we're, it, it speaks to the oneness in the, in the film, Sadiac Text, the beautiful thing about nature is they never take, nature never takes more than it needs. And he, and he shows a, a herd of deer. He uses this as an example how change happens. So deer usually have a leader. There's a, there's a male that's the leader of the, 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 the pack or the, the herd. And, he, and, he's, and they've studied it enough to know the signals, but they say when 51% of the herd decide it's time for a drink of water, the herd just goes and gets a drink of water. And the leader's usually standing there going, where the hell did everybody go? Because the herd decided 51% it's time for a drink. And it's a reflection, I think, of consciousness. It's a reflection of, of oneness. So why we do this work is to cleanse consciousness, to cleanse our so we can be in the conversation and we can listen. The Dalai Lama says in the movie, yeah, our, our task is to discern our world. Our task is to discern our world. What I take from that is... My task is not to do your inventory and discern your world. My task is to discern my world, my projections, my beliefs, my inner workings, and then decide where my talents can be of the most service. You know, there's all kinds of modalities on the planet. There's all kinds of belief systems. I've had people tell me, go do this workshop, and you'll have this experience or this experience, and... I look and I say, you know, <clears throat> the Buddhists have been doing this for 2,500 years. I think if that was a modality that I wanted to dip into, the Buddhists would have told me about it a long time ago. Not that they're the end all and be all, but it really is about, the, it really is about doing our own work. I'd love it if we could all just take a, take a pill and be transformed. Wouldn't that be great? Then we could stay at home. But we're hardwired for cooperation. We're hardwired to be in relationship in a powerful, wonderful way. That's why we're going to the windspear again. You know, I, we, get, we get some feedback that, you know, why are we going to the windspear? <clears throat> and, and I had to think about it because we did it two years ago. And... You know, I was up here at their first service, and, and Stefan was playing in this very room. He was doing the prelude. And because it's a different uh, uh, player besides Brown, and I love him being here, but I thought he was playing um, Imagine by John Lennon. So I was, almost started singing Imagine at the first service. I'm, oh. But I, what I've been thinking about Imagine all morning, it just popped into my head. And, and in it, John Lennon says, You may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. What inspired me a few years back, because I am a dreamer, and I know I'm not the only one. So I think, I think we are a small group of individuals that believe that we're, nothing is stuck and that the world can work for everyone, despite what the papers say, despite what, what, what's going on in the world. And if nothing else, we need to continue. My, my feeling is I need to continue to do the work because I know I'm called to do it. And if I do my best and I give my best, at the end of the day, I can say, you know what, I've had a great ride. I've had great love in my life. I've had great teachers. I've had great shifts and changes. And I continue to be available to that. And it's been a wonderful, wonderful ride. You know, if my ticket gets punched on the way home after service tonight, or today, or on my way home for lunch, and run back and do the Prosperity Plus class with people, I'm going to tell you I had a great ride. Thank you. I'm grateful for all of it. But I think we need to continue to step up and be in that relationship of contribution and collaboration and community and a world community that works for everyone. That's one of the blessings of the internet to do this on social media and and put this guy's face everywhere. And then when he's done, when when that's been resolved, we move on to the next one. And then we move on to the next one. And if you want to misbehave, hey, you know what? There's consequences. Just like when we were kids. Remember that? My mother had a ping-pong paddle. Man, she was good. Man, she had a nice backhand, too. Holy cow. In in Choose to be Great, it says, True discipline requires the independence of mind to reject pressures to conform in ways incompatible with values, performance standards, and long-term aspirations. The only legitimate form of discipline is self-discipline, having the inner will to do whatever it takes to create a great outcome, no matter how difficult. That's, I, I share this with you because I know that's a lie for you. And we forget sometimes. Sometimes we get worn out, and sometimes we say, I need a break. What, what Barker is saying in this book, well, one of the things I love, he says, eating three meals a day does not make you a cook. You know? My friend Maureen Hoyt used to always say, you know, eating a hamburger, you know, eating a hamburger does not make you a hamburger. We have these principles. How do we take them into our, how do we have them in our lives? How do we embody them in our lives? How do we go deeper with that? There's the example of Admonson and Scott and Admonson, the one that made it to the South Pole and made it back prepared. He understood, he studied it, he prepared himself spiritually, emotionally, physically, He put the resources together, but he made a decision. Said, so I'm going to go there and I want to make sure not only do we get there, that everybody gets back. I want to make sure I'm, I'm going to put things in, in place that assure my success. Barker said, Every success motivated mind has been a decisive mind. So, our, my task, what I get from that, and why I think this book is a, is a classic, is that am I have I really decided? Have I really decided? Barker says on page 29, and there's a wonderful affirmation after this, he said, decide on something, situation, or condition that you want right now in your present life. Something that you want right now in your present life. Be definite in this decision. Do not limit your decision by investigating the probable reasons why it will never happen. This is the detour to nothing. All false speculation of defeat have to be ruled out of your consciousness. If they enter into the decision for even a fleeting moment, the decision is robbed of authority and the subconscious mind cannot act upon it. You do not need to know how the final result will come to pass. That's the function of the subconscious. See, we want to we know the whole story. When we make a decision and we stick with it, and, and you know what? We may doubt at times. It doesn't mean that if we doubt it's all over, we just have to go back and, and get ourselves back into the, the, the mindset of decision. And then the, and then the resources and the ideas so that, as Barker says here all ideas you need to reveal all the ideas you need to reveal themselves in right order and sequence once you have arrived at a decision What are you called to in this moment Who has a dream here Anybody have a dream All right all right all right, all right Jackie would you come up here Come on Can I use you as an example today I think you should decide to come up here with enthusiasm Good morning. Yeah. What's your dream? What is my dream? What is world, your dream? Peace. World, world, world peace. World peace. Okay. And today, when you actually brought up about Coney 2012, yeah. I was thinking before we walked in, I really, really hope that is actually said.
0: Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm You're glad welcome. You Thank brought you that for.
1: Up. Well, there's only one mind, so I, I got mm-hmm. the message from you. Mm-hmm. So, what, 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 happens for you around this idea? What feeling when, when it, the condition right now? What's alive for you around world peace? What is, the, what is the feeling that... that when, because that's not what... It, love, acceptance. Okay, love is... Okay, we'll work with love. But what else is alive for you when you, when you feel that sense of... So you don't see world peace. What, how does that feel? If I don't see it? Yeah. Don't experience I'm it. I'm angry. Okay, you go to anger. Okay, <laughs> anger. And so what about... Um, so so um, th- that's the response you have. That's the, that's the... I'm just getting to this because Barker says that it's what we feel and think that creates our world. And so when we're feeling the anger, now what is the story around the, what, that creates the anger? There's lack of world peace, so there's not enough. Not enough world peace, so that leads to anger. And what you really want is the love. Yeah. Correct? Okay, yes. let's do a prayer. So this is what we do to support one another. And this is what you do when you work with a practitioner or one of our ministers, is that we borrow one another's beliefs. And so I'm going to do a prayer with Jackie right now around the ideas that she's just articulated. But you're all in this prayer with me. And so will you hold my hands? Here, let's, okay, let's, let's, let's do that. There we go. So what I'm knowing in this moment, there's one life, one power, one infinite divine intelligence in and through and as the I am of Jackie. And speaking these words not only for her, but for myself and anyone else that is in the conversation of yes. So it is in the deep abiding of great peace right here and right now that I recognize that one life. I claim it as my own. That one perfect experience. I put down any opinions, any, any perspective that limits my experience of oneness. And this love unconditionally radiates, radiates out in every direction. So I'm affirming and knowing, as Jackie borrows my belief, perfect peace, perfect peace within the I am, within the consciousness of Jackie, so that she has the perspective and the awareness that whenever she sees discord upon this planet, she stands tall in the conscious dignity and, and nobility of her spirit and says, I do, this does not represent me. I am knowing perfect peace for everyone in every moment. I put down any confusion, any discord, any lack or limitation around any of these ideas. They eradicated and dissipated in my consciousness here and now. And I know that if I pick it up, if I forget, I direct this infinite intelligence to guide me back to this perfect awareness in every good way. I give thanks knowing that I am a vessel. I am the change I wish to see in the world. Each day I know that I am guided, that I am of Jackie is guided in every good way to experience, express, and be peace on this planet. With that said, I give thanks. And together we say, and so, so it yes. is. Thank, Thank you. you. Here, I need you to stay here a second. No. Thank you. So, here's what you do now, okay? So, we talked about it. It was, so here's what I'd like you to do with your prayer, because I want to give you a prayer to take with you. And this is based on the, the sacred healing circle. So, what you're going to start here each day, I want you to do it for 10 minutes. Are you on board with that? Okay. I release my belief in not enough. Left hand first. Left hand first. I release my belief in not enough. I release my need to be angry. I my need to be angry. And I'm grateful, I I'm grateful that God is the peace I am. I am. Yeah. So I release my belief in not enough. I release my need to be angry. And I'm grateful that God is the peace I am. One more time. I release a belief. I'm not enough. <laughs> I release my belief. That's why I'm doing it with you. I release my belief. Not enough. I release my need to be angry. And I'm grateful God is the peace I am. God is the peace. I am. Bring it in. So it's belief it not enough. I release my need to be angry, and I'm grateful God is the peace I am. Recorded. Nice. Awesome. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. So when we do that, when we do that together, see I, I'm I just do this for me. See, Jackie thinks I was praying for her. But see, my prayer's for me. And as I hold and as I hold that awareness and I hold the high watch, as Emma Curtis Hopkins said, So my gift in this is I get to support Jackie in that. But I'm shifted and changed. And that's the only place that I can do the work is within my own consciousness. For Jackie, she'd like world peace. But Jackie can't influence anyone. Look at what's alive, look discern where you are in your life, which is just a clue. I can be more peaceful. I can show up in the world in greater peace. I can stand for peace in my own neighborhood, in my own family, in my own environment. So so we take this to the wind spear because I believe that we are, I think, one of the healthiest and most vibrant communities of this type in the world. And I think we need to be present. We need to take a stand in this community. Like the deer. If we do it one more time and 51% say, I'm not going, I don't want the drink of water, well, no. But I think we need to stand in this together. I think we need to to let people know that it's not about suffering, that life is not about limitation, that it's not about enduring and struggle and pain. It's about igniting that creative spark within each one of us, understanding we can stand in the creative process of co-creation. This powerful prayer that I just shared with Jackie, that's a tool of affirmative prayer. That's taking our teaching to an even deeper level, I believe. And it's something I'm very invested in right now, and I'm on it every day with my own work because I want to clean it up, because I want to have a more interesting experience of life. In my finite time here, I want to be the most potent and, 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 and clear representative of what we stand for, which is the divine expression individualized. And so that prayer helps me put down my point of view so I can stand in the value. I value, a world that works for everyone. I value empowering everyone to have enough resources in their life so that we can all go help in some meaningful way. There's Varanya over there. She came to me and says, "You know, there's a, she had the experience of her father in a hospital in Nicaragua, and she said, "I'd like to find people who want to buy doors and want to buy air conditioning units and want to buy paint to fix up this hospital." I thought, "What a cool idea. I'm going to get our organization on board with that, and, and, and our community on board with that. Not because they need our help, but because what I know is that, that, that when I'm in, in, in service to the world like that, I come alive. There's a, there's a thing that comes alive in me that I'm not even aware of. This is what we stand for. And maybe, you know, maybe going to the wind spear is not a good idea. What I'm, what I'm inviting you to do, and, and people have stepped up in the first services, is support us in that. We can really use your support. I've talked to some business owners here. I said, please support us and we'll put your name in the program as one of our supporters. If you have a business and you'd like it to be recognized, we'll put it in, the, be one of our supporters, one of our sponsors. It's a huge undertaking. It's a huge stretch. You see, my job here, we just we come to our AGM, we'll, we'll talk to things about it. Uh, for me, it's about program. It's, for me, the only reason is to make a difference in the world. We're not here to, we're not, we're not a bank. The only reason to have resources is to use them. You know, if we want to save money together, let's start an investments club. We can meet on, let's meet on Saturday mornings around 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> Let me know how it goes. Barker says this in The Power Decision, and I love this. He said, progress happens when leaders arise with new ideas. You're a leader. I'm not talking about me. You're the leader. I'm there with you. Progress happens when leaders arise with new ideas. These men and women are undaunted by material beliefs and material situations. Undaunted. I don't know what's going on with Reverend Connie Phelps. He wants to go over to Kenny and teach his teaching, but something's calling her. And she's here to do the work and resources And she's talked to me about the things she's put down. You know, talking about driving a car. She has to climb in the... Are you still climbing in the window of the car? Her car handle broke. She was climbing in and out of the window for a while. And she said, but I could go get a different car. But I don't want to spend the money on that. Because I want to get back to Kenya and teach. I mean, there's commitment. I'm willing to be inconvenient so that I can climb through the window. You know... I I, I just I'm in prayer somebody's somebody's gonna somebody's gonna step up one day and say here here's all the money you need to build a world-class facility where you can have a preschool for kids and you can do all the things you need and we can be we can continue to grow our program maybe it's on my watch maybe it isn't but we but that, that my happiness my fulfillment my success is not contingent upon that but I'm just telling you just being open it's just a possibility it's happened a few times for the Catholics, a couple times for the Lutherans. I think it's our turn, you know? <laughs> Why not? And, and, and you know, they, they always say, well, geez, I, you know, I give it to this, I'll give it to the United Way, but you guys wouldn't know what to do with it if you got it. No, 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 I'll know what to do with it. No worries about that. The point is that we're here to help shift and change our consciousness, help everyone have the best life they possibly can, make a difference on the planet, and, and we can do it right where we are. Empowering. Bring bringing Jackie up and let me pray with her. Thank you. Thank you for coming up and being vulnerable. Because your prayer is for so many. It's not just, we're not in this alone. So I thank you for that. So bring your friends to the wind spear. Do your prayer. We're come to, I'm doing that sacred healing circle. This prayer, I've been invited to do a, a personal development day with a group of teachers in Edmonton. I'm so excited about that. It's like, wow. Isn't this wonderful to be able to take that modality out in the world and say, what do you guys, you know, let's open this. Because as we clean our consciousness, as we have powerful prayer work in our lives, everything changes. We're not in it alone. We don't need to know the how. Barker says it right there in that chapter, the what. Make a decision. And you know what? If you make the wrong decision, make another decision. Maybe right now your practice is make a decision and it might be the right or wrong decision. Just make it. I watch people go through that prosperity plus. They can't write a vision statement because they're worried they're going to make the wrong decision. I said, put something down. Make something up. Go for it. You find out in six weeks it's the wrong thing. Change it. Get used to making mistakes. Try it out. Try it out. That's what we're doing. We're trying it out. We're doing life. We're an we're a, a, a amazing group of people. I was going to use another word, but we're an amazing group of people and there's such a rich vibrancy of creativity and possibility and spirituality you get it you get it I'm just preaching to the choir here you get it I'm so excited about the the doors that open and watching the doors that open and the changes that are going on It's a powerful wonderful thing I'm just proud to stand with you in this bring a friend bring a friend of the windspear it's gonna be a wonderful day of celebration of music And golly, I hope I can find something interesting to talk about. But bring your friends to the windspear. And bring your friends to the community. And and share the best of yourself with the world. the Dalai Lama said, discern what your world needs and then figure out how you may give your gifts to it. So it is.